She said, come and be my hero So I'm going deco on that pussy Kick it, shoot style, finna flick up in that pussy Got the glove on shit, plus ultra with the pussy She think I got powers, I said, nah, I'm just great Come and be my hero So I'm going deco on that Hey y'all, so We're back with another episode of the Anime Bay Podcast Podcast where we talk about anime, manga, sex, love, relationships, whatever and this week, I just want to talk about Beastars, another Netflix anime show about anthropomorphic animals. Um, again, if that's not your thing, you can skip this episode as well. Um, Beastars was very popular on Netflix for a little bit. Um, it's very... Furry adjacent with all of the sexual innuendos and um, things that come with this show that feel very uh, <laughs> I don't know I don't even know the word to describe it but I do have the plot summary so it says in a world of anthropomorphic animals, a reclusive wolf's complicated relationship with a kindly rabbit is tested by a classmate's murder, a charismatic, ma- charismatic deer's influence, and his own burgeoning predatory instincts. The story takes place in the world of custom civilized, of modern civilized. Oh my gosh. Y'all, this night shift should be killing me. I'm always please bear with me when I record these episodes because working night shift is is, is rough working 12s at night okay let's start over the story takes place in a world of modern civilized anthropomorphic animals with a cultural divide between the carnivores and herbivores the series takes its name from the in-universe rank of B-star an individual of great talent, service, and notoriety. Lagoshi, a large gray wolf, is a timid and quiet student of Cherryton Academy, where he lives in a dorm with several other carnivorous students, including his outgoing, outgoing Labrador friend, Jack. As a member of the school's drama club, Lagoshi works as a stagehand and supports the actors of the club, headed by the star pupil, Lewis, uh, Red Deer. Out of nowhere, Tim the Alpaca is brutally murdered and devoured in the night, setting a wave of unease and distrust between the herbivore and carnivore students. At the same time, Legoshi has a fateful encounter with Haru, a small dwarf rabbit, and begins developing complex feelings for her. So, basically, when I have to like, go through episode by episode what's going on, um, all of these animals live together in dorms at this school. Um, like like they said, um however however the carnivores are separated from the herbivores naturally, predators from prey. Um and uh canines live together 
like the wolf well legacy is a wolf who lives with like dogs and other canines and then you have the bears and then you have the like the large big cats that live together like the and the lion um you have all those strong animals and then you have the sorry y'all and then y'all have these prey animals um um like the antelope um you know smaller animals that just um have to fend for themselves and they all work together in harmony until this incident happened um spoiler alert spoiler alert um the person that killed him his name Riz he's a bear um he pretended to be like this all really sweet bear and nobody knew who killed him um until like towards the end of the series um nobody suspected Riz until Legacy put it together but um Legacy is very like I said very quiet very timid very meek um not as bold and brash as some of his carnivorous counterparts um but however after this incident um no matter how quiet and timid he is there's a lot of herbivores that just see him as the carnivore and instinctively distrust him uh, even though they don't really serve meat or whatever at this um place they don't just more plant based stuff um just to keep the carnivores from getting bloodthirsty or whatever um and as the series goes on, he ends up meeting Haru. And that relationship dynamic is so fucking weird, bro. <laughs> um, she's a very tiny rabbit, very small rabbit, but she ends up... Um, she has a very troubled past, and she ends up offering herself sometimes some meals at the school of all backgrounds, carnivore and herbivore, but she is in love with Louie. Um, they have a little relationship and she's deeply in love with Louis is this big deer, but they just aren't seen together because of her reputation and a lot of other rabbits. A lot of other herbivores kind of socially outcast her because of her reputation, her sexual reputation. Um, and then when Logos meets her, he starts to have feelings for her, but he has an internalized struggle within himself for wanting her just because he's, you know, a carnivore and he's so big and she's so small and he feels like he's going to hurt her, but he feels the need to protect her and he starts having feelings for her. And even when he's dating Wolf, he 
kind of still has feelings for Haru, even though she has feelings for Lewis and um, just that whole internal struggle of wanting um, guy meets girl, girls in love with somebody else um, type thing. And it's <laughs> for me, I just can't take that trope seriously because like logistically in real life that would not happen he would still be with the wolf um girlfriend that he had um he would not be with Haru um uh, but and he would understand that he does she doesn't want him and she doesn't technically need his protection but he just feels this need to be drawn in by her and he's just so um I don't know he's just so up her dwarf sized ass metaphorically of course <laughs> And, um, I'm trying to do this based off memory instead of, like, looking it up because there's no, like, actual summary thing that I've looked at that's, like, had it in order already. But for me, it's just, like, I don't know what makes her so captivating to him or why she, why he feels the need to protect her of all the herbivores. I guess they share this kind of outcastish thing. Well, she's more of an outcast than him. Um, but he does have friends that are carnivores, and he's friends with herbivores. So even though he doesn't really talk much, he has a great friend group. And but she doesn't have any friends, so I don't, I don't know if that's an aspect of it. He just feels sorry for her, and he feels the need to protect her. But as for her being a love interest for him, I don't understand that aspect of it. Um, <laughs> and I don't see her giving him anything to go off of to like, for him to fall in love with her. Um, she does try to offer herself to him sexually or whatever. And she may flirt with him, but I don't get the romantic, um, I don't get a romantic vibe from her or any interest of her. Because again, she is in love with Lewis. And then when I see her and Lewis on screen, I see more of a romantic chemistry coming from her. And this, not more Lewis, but like she has more feelings and more obvious feelings for Lewis than she does for Legacy. And I don't understand. I don't understand that dynamic. I really don't. Um, with the human-like qualities of these animals and how attractive they've drawn and, and made these characters that or human-like, I guess that's where I get my furriness and a, and a lot of Twitter jokes about B stars. Um, 
there's a sense of attraction to these animals that is otherwise weird in the real life <laughs> and I guess that's an issue that's been going on through many anthropomorphic movies, shows, whatever. Because these characters, you know that they are animals. But they're humanoid. They're standing upright. They have uh, thumbs. They they talk. They walk. They're, they're muscular. And like, but muscular in like a human way with abs. Blah, blah. They wear clothes. They move otherwise like humans and and stuff like that but they just have um animal features and that can oh, I I don't know how I feel about it I I know as a kid I was um into Max from a goofy movie in an extremely goofy movie which is um, Goofy's son and um, I found him so attractive and a lot of people found Roxanne his um, love interest in the movie uh, in the movies attractive and yeah a furry so based on Wikipedia, a furry fandom is a subculture interested in anthropomorphic animal characters. This includes anthropomorphic attributes um, with exhibiting human intelligence and facial expressions, um, speaking, walking on two legs, and wearing clothes. So yeah, it feeds into the furriness, <laughs> the furry fandom. And it's, it, it makes you question, like, am I a furry? Just because there's so much sexual tension in the show between Legacy and Haru and Haru and other characters. Um, and she's supposed to be seen as small, dainty, and he's supposed to be this big, rough, masculine guy. And um, there's even a scene where they're in bed together and he just, he's just, it, it's weird. <laughs> It's weird. Um, I can definitely see how a lot of furries may may or may not enjoy the show, and how a lot of people may feel like they're furries. Um, and like why a lot of shows with anthropomorphic characters um, have characters that are seen as attractive. Um, it's weird it's weird cause like you know it's an animal but are, you're not attracted to the animal ish qualities of the character you're attracted to the more humanoid qualities of the character cause um they seem I don't know <laughs> Nobody's saying they're attracted to Pluto, but they're attracted to Max or, or any other character that walks and talks. It, I don't know if I'm making a good point, but it's like, 
it kind of like dances in and out of bestiality in which is I, I don't like to dance on that line but I don't have a problem with the furry community I think that is a good um way to address your feelings without having to cross that line of bestiality um and again, it's more so attracted to the humanoid aspect of the anthropomorphic animal. Um, being more attracted to humanness, because that's what makes it attractive, I guess, is its proximity to being uh, a homo sapien. <laughs> I don't know, it's a good show. Um, it took me a minute to actually like get into the show. But I think it's a good show to like um, start and watch and um, in your free time. Netflix has a good ride away of animated shows and they do pretty good with animes. Um, I, I would like to recommend Yasuke and other popular Netflix shows on there and animes. But um, yeah, this one kind of left a weird feeling just because of how tense and how sexual it can be in times but I do think that is a good anime so if you like this episode please let me know follow us on Instagram at the anime bay podcast which I forgot to mention last episode but it's t-h-e-a-n-i-m-e-b-a-e-p-o-d-c-a-s-t on Instagram please follow us and let us know what you like what you dislike uh, what shows you want to talk about next what mangas or anything else and just let me know catch you guys next week